Hi, everyone, and welcome to Behind the Numbers. My name is Dave Bookbinder, and this is the program where we dig deeper to understand what really matters most in business. So whether you're attending a networking event, meeting somebody new for the first time, or communicating with your colleagues on a daily basis, the way you interact, the way you communicate with your teams and your people, and anyone for that matter, really matters, especially in these environments today. Uh, I'm pleased to welcome a guest by the name of Ron Macklin, who's here to tell us about how we can better communicate with our teams. Ron's the founder of Macklin Communication, also the host of the Story in Your Head podcast. Ron, good morning and welcome to Behind the Numbers. Thank you. Good morning to you as well. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you. Tell us a little bit about Macklin Communications, how that gets started, and uh, who do you serve? Thanks. So the... um our main target is uh, individuals who are trying to figure out where they want to go in their life, what they want to do, and businesses that are, in a way, kind of stuck. Our target is um, looking for folks who are want to make a, a difference in their own lives and other people's lives and their businesses' lives. So that that's our main target. And it all got started because somewhere around 20 years ago, I, I, I was being successful, but I wasn't getting the success that I, I, I felt was possible. Um, personally, uh, with my teams, with everybody else around me, and I started a journey to figure out what does it really mean to be a part of a, a team that produces something that most people say is impossible. Very aspirational. And the theme of this program today with you is how to better connect with people. So let, let's just jump right into it. it. It starts with connection. How do we start to build a connection, whether we're meeting somebody new or whether we're working with folks that we see day to day or communicate with day to day. The um, and and it could be to some people a bit counterintuitive. The place to start is the connections that you have with yourself. How, how is your relationship with yourself? We always start with what is our stand. Like what do we stand for? What will we do? What won't we do? What might we do? And that's the first place we always work. Now, now most people are trying to figure out. How do I get somebody else to do something? And the place to start is with yourself, is to notice what's going on with you, to notice what your stories are, because all those stories are inside your head, and they come out every time you talk. Whether you think they're coming out or not, they are. So when I hear the stories in your head, um, I, I immediately think about things like negative self-talk, which I think is the most common chatter that I hear from talking with leaders and, and frankly, anybody uh, for that matter. What, what is the, the story in people's heads? What are you saying, Ron? What are the most common things that people are talking to themselves about? The common story, and um, I discovered this when I was uh, about 31, was it, it is, it's fear that I'm not good enough, not smart enough, not fast enough, uh, everybody else looks like their life is perfect, and I look at mine and go, I, I know all things that are messed up. And it's a fear inside of us that really we think there's something wrong with us because there's all this fear. When in reality, everyone has that same fear. They may have a different version, a different flavor of the fear, but they all have. We all have the same fear, and that's a place where we started. It's like to to not to try to stop our fear right? But to acknowledge it, to choose it, to love our fear, because it is what's keeping us from connecting with other people. We have a process we work through called your unapproachables. And that's a story you have in your head around somebody else is unapproachable. 
Now, that has nothing to do with the other person. It has to do with the story that you have in your head that I'm not good enough, not strong enough, not fast enough, not experienced enough, not what wrong sex, wrong color, wrong whatever, that you have in your head that you're not enough. Yeah, that's a that's a common theme. The the limiting beliefs. Um, so you're you're saying that we need to challenge them, identify them. So when we think about how to challenge them, what are some of the things that you might suggest for people to do that to get past those limiting beliefs or those fears, as you call them? Well, the first thing is to acknowledge to yourself that they're there, and it's easiest when you can be vulnerable with somebody else around you and talk about your what what, what scares you. What our scared self, which is that story that's inside of our head, always talking away, never shuts up, never, ever. Right? What it is trying to do is make sure that nobody ever knows that you're scared. And that's like if you look at people's Facebook pages, LinkedIn pages, their resumes, everything that they're doing and they put out in the world, they're trying to hide that fear. And when you can talk about it, it takes the power of that fear away from you doesn't mean it goes away. It just doesn't have control over you. And to do it with somebody else, and then they go, oh, my gosh, me too. I have that same story. Then you don't feel alone in the world. You actually feel connection to at least one person, whoever you shared it with. And when a team, high-performing team, that can produce amazing results, being able to be authentic, be open and vulnerable with each other, I mean, vulnerable about human resource issues, vulnerable about sales, vulnerable about your fears, vulnerable about the numbers. When you can actually openly talk about that, the power of those things go away, and now you can create together. Yeah, one of the things that I've heard from leaders when you talk about this vulnerability and authenticity here in communicating those fears uh, some leaders who are maybe not as self-aware or self-assured uh, have the view that that it comes across as weak. What would you say to that, those folks? Yeah, that, that, is, that is a common story. That, that if I'm being vulnerable, vulnerable is where my weak spots are exposed. Here's what I notice. The more people I've talked to, of the more power that they have, like the people I'd say is, wow, they're really successful. They've got their life in order where they're at. Within 15 minutes of the conversation starting, they're talking about their fears, what scared them. And it's amazing. It's not like it's a big deal. It's not like they're going like, oh, and here with gravitas is my fear. They go, no, this bothered me. It was scared. I was scared about doing that. I wasn't sure it was going to work. And then we, tr- we tried this, we tried that, and then we got that to work. But then we realized this didn't work. And they talk about it just openly. No, not with any significance. But it is important. Yeah, and underlying all of that, if you're able to be authentic and you're able to be vulnerable, you'll establish trust. And and trust, I I continue to hear and read, is probably the most important thing that you can have with your team or, frankly, with anyone, if you're going to have any kind of a meaningful connection. There's... um, Two, two things that I hold are important, and, and they kind of weave together. One is trust, which is an assessment of someone's sincerity, their competence, their reliability, and their care. But the other one is to believe in them. And to believe in them openly and know that they're doing the best they can and that they can figure out what needs to get done, 
So trusting, assessing those four different criteria, but also to believe in them and believe in them because you choose to believe in them. Yeah, and you've got a, a method that you call the Macklin Connection. Yep. Talk a little bit about that. How, how are you implementing or facilitating these kinds of breakthroughs, Ron? So first we, we, we hold that nobody gets taught anything ever. We are humans. We discover stuff. We, 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 even when we were little kids, we run experiments and go, yep, that worked. Nope, that didn't work. So our fundamental philosophy of people to learn something, which is not us teaching, is we create the space for people to discover new things about themselves. And then they can discover new things about others. So there's a lot of space that we create for people to try on stuff, to um, run experiments, to get results and come back and talk about it with someplace it's safe. Um, our programs normally last around 18 weeks. Some last quite a bit longer because they want to go on into advanced programs. And in that process, they build relationships with a team, which is some of them could be our, our folks, but a lot of them are just people like them. And then they can run those experiments together and they build those connections. And what they discover is those people that they're vulnerable with, they can share anything with. And it's not like it's with big gravitas that we're sharing something. It's just like, oh, I did this and this didn't happen or this did happen. And it's a space for people to try things on. And while you're trying them on, so is everybody else in the group. And this space for people to discover is based on how humans learn. We, we figure out um, things. We run experiments. We, and just because what experiment worked one time doesn't mean it'll work the next time. So we're always trying new stuff and learning new things as we go. And we learn together and we learn from each other. Yeah, Ron, we've got to take a quick commercial break here in just a second. But before we do, why don't you tell the audience how they can connect with you if they want to learn more about you and where they can find your podcast. Okay. Uh, the podcast, which you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, um, or on our website, um, it's called The Story in Your Head. And our website is MacklinConnection.com. Great. And on that note, Ron, don't go anywhere. We're going to pause, pay a few bills here, and we will be right back on Behind the Numbers after this quick break. Aloha. Joe Silva here with Kakua Technologies. I'm excited to see you on Tuesdays on Morning Coffee for our tech tips. get a bad rap. I'm Erin Bruschi, host of Legal Breakdown, where we dissect legal topics for the everyday viewer with a mix of interesting guests to talk about current events and hot legal topics. Let's work together to make the law accessible and relevant to everyone. Catch us every week on RVN Television. A stroke can be easy to detect. A loved one can't speak. Perhaps they can't move. But there's another sign of a stroke that many of us can't see. It's called spatial neglect, and it can occur during or after a stroke, causing distorted visual movements. Fortunately, there's a solution by using optical prism technology during rehabilitation. If you or a loved one have experienced a stroke, ask your doctor about spatial neglect. Spatial neglect. 
See the whole picture at KesslerFoundation.org. Are you part of the great resignation? Are you a business owner that would like to diversify your business holdings? Have you always had an entrepreneurial itch but did not have a concept to get you started? Milestone Franchising represents over 500 franchise concepts across 30 industries. Concepts range from $20,000 to $6 million, and they can be home-based, office-based, mobile, or brick-and-mortar. We guide you through the process to select which concept is best for you based upon your core competencies, your interests, and your financials. Milestone Franchising is part of the International Franchise Professionals Group, IFPG, and will bring a... And welcome back to Behind the Numbers. I'm Dave Bookbinder, and today we're talking with Ron Macklin, who's the founder and CEO of Macklin Connection. He's also the host of the Story in Your Head podcast. And Ron, welcome back to set number two here on Behind the Numbers. Great, thank you. I want to continue where we left off before the break. You were talking a little bit about the, the Macklin Connection, the method that you use. And I noticed on your website, it says that what you're doing is founded in biology and a little bit of horse sense. Why don't you explain that? Thanks. One of the fundamentals that uh, we in the world move around with is that uh, if I tell you something, you'll hear it. And uh, biology does not work that way. There's a, like I have a nervous system that uh, controls my body and it makes vibrations into the air. Now, I think I'm saying something like the color green, right? And then it travels through the air and there's no meaning on that vibration. Now, in our case here, it's going through a whole lot of electronics and everything else to get to you so that you hear green or your listeners are hearing green. I can even see green. That's how and good you are. You can even see green. And then it hits your ear, your canal, and your eardrum, and then your anvil and hammer and the cochlea. And then all those changes, there's no meaning transmitted through that. Like there's no, there's no information there. It's just vibration, simple vibration. And when the cochlea gets perturbed with the right size follicles, hair, it creates a, a chemical signal that goes to your brain. Again, there's no information in there. And when that signal gets to your brain, you make up a story. And it's not based on what I said. It's based on your past stories you made up. And we're, our brains are super, super efficient or lazy, however you want to look at it. They look for the story you already had. And if they have a story, they go, oh, I got it. Now, you didn't say, I got it to my story. You said you got it to your story. Now, that's how biology works. And we walk around the world thinking we're communicating with people. But in reality, in any conversation, there's a story in my head. There's a story in your head, right? And then there's these two stories we put out into the world. So there's like four stories going on. And many times, we don't really understand each other. Like, how many times have you said, we're going to meet someplace, and then you get there, and they're not there because they had an interpretation it was a different place. My wife and I had a very epic situation where I went to Wendy's, and so did she. We both ordered food. We were not even the same Wendy's. Right? <laughs> but we didn't know that until we realized that the other person was late, and we were kind of getting upset, going, where are you? Now, when I say a little bit of horse sense, Right. We, we found a gentleman by the name of Monty Roberts who is known as the horse whisperer. And he, tra- he learned how to train horses differently, right? Like how to train a horse differently. 
And we use some of his fundamentals to help people discover how our biology works, right? And the reason we use it is because when you're watching the video, you, you can actually drop your shield. You know all those stories that protect you? You can drop your shield and look at the horse and go, how did that work? And then almost everybody that goes to the program goes, oh, that's me. That's me doing that. So we use the video, we use Monty's background to enable people to notice themselves. Now, we're not training horses. We're not, uh, we're not teaching people to train horses. We're using it to, to be able to notice ourselves. And then somewhere along the line, when people go through our program, they go, oh my gosh, that may be true for that person over there too. We may be the same. So when I said something to them, and I thought he was just ignoring me or that he was choosing not to, to be with me. He was doing the best he could with a story that he made up, which had nothing to do with what I said. That's the beginning of the space to how biology works, right? And we have a bias for fear. And a little bit of horse sense as in there's a great metaphor in his video to watch to go, where do I fit in right now? Who am I being at this moment, right? Am I... Feel like somebody's throwing a rock at me? Do I feel like somebody is tossing me help? Or what I said to the other person to help, they just made up that it's, I'm throwing a rock at them, like I'm trying to harm them. And it all depends on the story the other person makes up or the story in their head. So the brain is a pattern matching beast, and we've got the stories in our heads, and that causes these hiccups in communication. So begs the question, how do we communicate more effectively to break through all those biological issues that you just described here? Uh, like the first thing is to, to acknowledge and hold that that's how humans work, right? Like when I say something right now to you, when I say something to your listeners, they're going to make up a story. You're going to make up a story. But if we stop and say, oh, okay, wait a minute, this is what I heard. Is that what you meant? And I can go, oh, yep, no, maybe like I go through the, to assess that and we, we never really get to the same understanding, but we bring ourselves closer and closer together. Now, with all this way humans work, remember, we did get to the moon 50 plus years ago. I mean, we coordinated with all these people to get to the moon. And there's a better way now, because back then it was pure hierarchical based leadership. I tell you what to do. You tell people below you what to do. And that's how we work. Or today... People are being creative because they're being collaborative with each other and more of a self-led teams. And that way, everybody gets to bring all of them to whatever they're working on. And that's only possible if you know how to build a connection with the other people you're working with. So, Ron, if we do everything the right way and we're communicating effectively and we've got this connection now that we've established what's the ROI that we're seeing or that you're seeing or that your clients are seeing in terms of you know, retention, satisfaction, maybe even profitability. Do you have any data to share on those? Um, I, I do. So, you know, we've, we've been doing this all through the pandemic. So it's been kind of a, a crazy up and down roller coaster ride for everybody. And what we noticed was first retention, right? Even people who used to work at companies that we work with came back to it like they left because they didn't like working there and they came back and they go, this is a different place. Like people are open and they talk to each other and there, there's nobody's yelling and nobody's screaming. And, and I really like to be here. And retention went from around 
over 95%. Wow. And it's people who just want to stay and work there because they feel heard. They get to contribute. They get to be a part of what they're doing. The other thing that, that they all report is, you know, I used to be scared of the boss. I used to be petrified by the boss. I, I didn't want to talk to him. I didn't want to, you know, he's scared like me. I can talk to him about anything and everything. So now when people feel that they can contribute, one, they want to stay. Two, they begin to hold all of the concerns of the thing. So uh, to quote one of our customers, he said, we were losing six figures and everybody hated it here. And then we were making profit of six, fig- six figures and everybody loved working here. So there's a retention part. There's a profitability part. And there's another part of it is called fun. When you can be open and connected with another human, another person in the world, life can be fun because you create, you laugh, you carry on. When you make a mistake, you go, Woohoo, look what I learned instead of how do I hide this? How do I make sure I don't ever get caught or get fired for this? And then when we, when somebody makes a mistake, everybody goes, Oh, hey, what'd you learn? Right. And they share their story. Right. And then it takes away that fear, that power of all that scaredness and enables them to contribute. And what we've seen is the profitability of many of the companies we've worked with has um, gone up dramatically, even during the pandemic when they were losing people. And we were some of them in the service industries, which they had a hard time. I mean, that was with the, where people left first was the service industry, restaurants and stuff like that. And they're the ones who are actually beginning to train themselves in the process. Yeah, that sounds like some enlightened individuals for sure. I want to talk about your your podcast, the Story in Your Head podcast, Ron. Um, are, are there recurring themes, unique things that you might be able to share with the audience here, uh, the Behind the Numbers audience that you've learned and garnered from your experience on your show? Um, uh, it was our speculation when we started the show that every human is afraid and nobody wants to talk about being afraid. And what we talked about on our show, even though we're interested in what people are creating and what they're doing and how they're producing it, we also give them a space to, to acknowledge the fears that they had, the fears that they have, how they addressed and led themselves through those situations so that they can create the world that they love and for those around them. And so the common theme is there's some space inside of most of our podcasts, not all of them, when we have a guest on, we get the guest to talk about that. And our goal is to let everybody know, right, you're not alone. And you don't need to hide your fears. You, you can talk about them. And it opens up you to create you and you to create the world around you that you love. So, Ron, I can I can totally envision this as you're creating a safe space for teams that are working together and have a, a reason to be communicating regularly. What would you what what would you offer to somebody who is maybe out networking, meeting someone for a first time? How might they implement some of these strategies? And and how how does that not come across as uh, dare I say TMI? If you know what I mean. Two 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 quick and like these are like tips, right? But two fundamental philosophies I use and I recommend for others to do the same. One, when you go into the situation. Um, to tell yourself, I surrender to, I am enough. Like whatever I have to say, whatever comes up, it's enough. It's enough for the other people like to connect to. It's enough to present you and who you are in the world. And that's a space where you don't have to try to be somebody else. Being yourself is enough. And I also hold the story and recommend to hold the story that other people can appreciate that. 
because they can see themselves, because they're going to like you because you go, well, this person is authentic. This person's real. This person's vulnerable. Well, I could use more of that in my life. And they're going to like you. So the two stories, surrender to being enough, and others will like you. And that's a story you tell yourself in your head and you practice in your head and be in that space. Now, with that, you may find yourself saying things in the world that you go, I didn't know I was going to say that. <laughs> and that's okay. That's where people are going to connect to. When you sell those stories and they're vulnerable and they're authentic, people go, oh, man, that was really good. That's me. And so, that, that moment is the moment that a connection really becomes powerful. So you're going to uh, use the term prepave an outcome, so to speak, by setting the, your own expectation in your head. Is that what I'm hearing? That's correct. Well, we're going to work on the stories in our head before we go out into the world. One of the things that's uh, a fantasy we have is like, well, I'm going to choose what I'm going to say, and I'm going to choose how my face is going to look. No, however you're being in the moment is how your face is going to show up, and 90% of all communication is visual, like reading each other's faces and bodies, and the other 10% comes out of your mouth faster than you can create it. So you're going to be you, and you is enough, and people are going to like you. Ron, we've only got about two minutes or so to go here, but I want to sneak in one last thing. Uh, and I'm curious if this approach would work for somebody who's going to be delivering, say, a more formal presentation, whether it's to their team, to a management group, or even to a, a larger audience. Is it enough just before they walk out to tell that story in their own head, or, or what other things might you offer in terms of advice? Uh, always, like, always be focused on to, to know what you want, what your intentions are, like what your goals are for what you're going to say or what you're going to do or how you're going to be, right? But to make it come across as seductive, I mean, seductive as in people go, wow, that was good, right? Or to, to say, I want some of that, or I like that person, or I trust that person. Then how you deliver the same words, the looks on your face, the expressions on your face, the how you – you stand, right? Now, don't, don't try to craft it all. Just be you and be authentic. And then people, people can relate to that because we're all looking for somebody to connect to. We're all looking for really good leaders, and we're all looking for really good followers. And the moment that they look at you and, and hold the assessment, this is somebody I can trust. They may be your leader. They may be your follower. You, all of that could happen. And that creates a space for that. But know what you want to get out. Know your story. Great stuff. That's a good mic drop moment. And uh, we're going to drop the mic on that note here as well, Ron. Uh, we're out of time, unfortunately. But I want to thank you so much for joining us today on Behind the Numbers. Thank you, Dave. It was a pleasure. And I appreciate all that you're doing for, uh, for the world. So thank you. Back at you. Great advice today. So definitely check out Ron's podcast, The Story in Your Head, that's available everywhere. Uh, my name is Dave Bookbinder, and I want to thank you for watching and listening to Behind the Numbers. We can't do this without you. Be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you are. And if you'd like to get in contact with me, you can always find me on LinkedIn. I'm always open to have a conversation. That's all we have for you for today, folks. We'll see you next time on Behind the Numbers. Take care.